hello. Welcome to Wide Left Sports. Today, I am joined by Carroll College football coach, Troy Purcell. How are you doing today? Good, Mitch. How are you doing today? I'm doing great, doing great. Thanks so much for agreeing to come on my podcast and answering my call. I know it's a little weird to call, but I thought that's better than email. So, <laughs> yeah. So, I guess my first question is kind of always the same, but what got you to, you know, love football and want to have that be your whole career? Uh, you know, just playing the game, being around the guys and, uh, you know, uh, the men that are you're around, iron sharpens iron, and uh, uh, they help build you up and uh, kind of teach you the ways besides your mom and around in, in sports, especially team uh, oriented sports, uh, really help guide you uh, to that, uh, to how to become a young, uh, a young man and, and uh, um a good young man with high character and, and work ethic. For sure. So, you know, you're obviously at the level in college where they are making that transition from a child teenager to um, a young man. And um, so how do you see your role as the football coach for the young men that you're coaching? Yeah. Lead by example, you know, uh, be the harder you know, be here on time, you know, five minutes early, you know, show a good example, you know, of what a, a good leader is like, what a uh, person of character is like. Uh, we live the creed around here. We have, uh, you know, four, four and C1 is I choose character. Uh, C2 is I, I control my effort, attitude and toughness. Uh, C3, am I confident in my decision making? And C four is I choose, but I love my teammates, and so uh, we kind of we talk about that a lot, and we talk about, uh, and then we, each kid has to say, you know, the creed and the four, um, and then be able to uh, do it in front of the group, and then they graduate up and get a wristband that says C four. It's kind of how you get in the club, I guess, um, but uh, it's something that we, uh, yeah, we believe in, and we we talk about that all the time. That's awesome. So anyone that's a big um, fan of Montana football knows that Carroll College has had a very storied past in their football program. So what does it mean to you to be the head coach of such a great program? Yeah, back in, uh, you know, the old days when Coach uh, uh, Petrino was here, uh, 32 counter dive was the same in fifth grade as it was at Carroll College. And so it was Coach Petrino, Coach Tuss. Uh, then he would give the information down to what he wanted taught at uh, small fry football. So in seventh grade, I knew I was going to be a part of this program and I was going to become a same, you know, sitting on the sidelines and, and watching the games. But, you know, four Hall of Fame head coaches in Gillardy and uh, Hunthausen, uh, Coach Petrino, Coach Van Dees. Um, unbelievable. You know, Coach Petrino was here for 27 years. Uh, Coach Van Dees for the last 20 years. Uh, 45 conference championships, six national championships. Uh, just, you know, very, very blessed to be able to play here, you know, back in 86 through 89. And then blessed to be able to come, you know, and be come to back to where it all started. So uh, very fortunate. That's awesome. So then talk to me a little bit about that. You know, obviously you played at Carroll and then you did get the opportunity to come back and coach now. What was your like experience like when you first came back to Carroll to coach for you, you know, being a former player? Uh, you know, I, how it's changed, you know, this stadium is, you know, in 2001, they had, you know, Nelson stadium was built and 
Um, you know, that used to be an old parking lot and a tennis court when I played and we played up at, uh, you know, Vigilante there, uh, uh, where the high school plays. And so, uh, that part was really, really neat to see. And, you know, it's one of the, probably to me, the, you know, top three, top five stadiums, uh, in the nation at the end in the NAI right now. So, um, yeah, so it was, uh, just exciting to come back and I have a lot of old friends and, and family here in town. And, uh, you know, it, uh, it was very fortunate. It was, uh, right at the time when my dad passed away. So it gave my, uh, opportunity to help mom, you know, out in the valley with with everything and uh, getting here to a new new place and everything. And my mother and father in law live here. Brothers, uh, I got a brother here, and my wife has a brother here. So it was a lot more than just you know getting a job, and it was a, a opportunity to come back to friends and family that we grew up with. So uh, again, very fortunate. That's awesome. So <clears throat> I want to touch on this because I I love the town of Helena. I think it's a great town, and um, so from your experience as a football coach, what has the support been like for you from the town of Helena? It's great. You know, Carroll College is known on the national level, you know, uh, uh, that, you know, the Halo Sea is out there and everybody knows who Car Carroll College is with the success of the football program and the other sports. You know, uh, the basketball team uh, made it to, uh, you know, the uh, top runner up uh, about three years ago and you know the girls team has been in the sweet 16 and and you know it, all the sports are, are really really uh, uh they do well around here and the community support is unbelievable um um because you know i don't it's it's you know carol represents helena and helena represents montana you know and it all trickles and so uh um but yeah no it's it's great have fan support and uh, um, again, just the, you know, the people around hell and I want to see Carol's be successful. And, and uh, there's a, it's a great fan base. For sure. For sure. So, you know, as I've been growing up, I grew up right in the two thousands era, right. When Carol was just blowing through everybody and yeah. the frontier conference has really grown to where it's more of a real well-rounded conference. How neat has it been for you to now be a part of that as a coach and to see that it is such a well-rounded conference with multiple teams that could win it every year. Yeah, definitely. Uh, you know, I think it was Cat Grizz, Carroll, um, you know, was the next one to go to, you know, in the 2000s and everything. And then, um, you know, then then the rest of the Frontier Conference. And wanted to catch Carroll. Everybody wanted to be close, you know, and, and you know, emulate what Carroll had going on and wow that you know you know the the facilities and the level of coaching talent has definitely increased and the uh you know the number of teams in the frontier conference has increased and so the competition is tough you know there's a lot of times where you go eight and two seven and three and there's three-way ties and two-way ties and it actually hurts us probably more as a conference to get a, a higher ranking uh because of the playing people twice and and uh, and the competitive nature of the of uh, of the frontier. Uh, so this year coming up, it's going to be a little bit different. We're going to have we drew a name out of a hat, and we happened to hit Montana Tech, which was great. Um, you know, rival game, and we both get a 
Uh, so the first time we play them, it's going to be a non-conference game down there. The last game of the year is we're going to play Tech here for a for a conference game. So it'll give both teams a great opportunity. We're an hour apart, and you have a great gate, have great fan support, and uh, you know a very competitive rival game. You know right away is is real exciting. And then you only play you know a conference game, I guess one opponent, um, and you don't have to play opponents twice. Uh, to kind of declare more of a true, uh, not a true conference champion, because when you play, some people played, you know, twice and some people only played them once. And it got real confusing a little bit on how the tiebreakers and things should go. So this should help clean it up. Uh, Arizona Christian coming in uh, also helps that, um, you know, with uh, where you don't have to play, you know, multiple teams twice. Right. So, you know, another thing I love about um, the Frontier Conference is, there's not a whole lot of travel for Montana teams because there's five Montana teams in the conference. I mean, you're still traveling, but it's not multiple states a lot of the time. How neat is it to have a conference where a good portion of the teams are from Montana? Yeah, you know, Arizona Christian, that's going to be a trip, you know, and so Northern Oregon is 16-hour bus ride, right. you know, on the way back, and College of Idaho is about eight to nine hours uh, about eight hours and Eastern Oregon's about nine hours. Um, you know, then the closest Montana schools for or farthest away, I guess, is is Billings, uh, which is nice where, you know, three and a half, four hours, you know, once you get into the Montana teams, yes, then it, it shortens it down. But those four teams outside of Montana, those are some long trips. And so, um, yeah, so and it sounds like, uh, if you are, uh, you'll either have Arizona Christian or Southern Oregon on the road, but not both of them at the same time, uh, which will help us, you know, financially and, and uh, uh, because, you know, that'd be hard to do. And we right. did that last year where we had to go to Eastern College of Idaho and Southern uh, the last two seasons. And so, and one was back to back where you had to go down to Southern Oregon the next week or right back to College of Idaho. So, I don't think anybody else in the NAI or in the Frontier Conference had to do this schedule that wow. we did the last two years. And so, and now we have a changed schedule. So nobody else will, looks like they'll have to do the the grind of back-to-back -back weeks, uh, you know, that type of out-of-state long, uh, you know, uh, long road trips. Uh, our guys responded, you know, we ended up, uh, you know, ended up getting in a couple nice wins versus Southern Oregon last year in 2001 was the last time that Carroll has beat Southern Oregon. And then, uh, and then go back right down for the conference championship game and the bid into the playoffs and, and be able to pull that win out in college of Idaho was, was really uh, exceptional for our guys. And, and it just shows the uh, dedication and the, uh, uh, believing in the, the philosophy of getting better each game and the wins will take care of himself as you, as you, uh, you know, continue to improve. So, so it was, it was, uh, it was good. It was great for the guys. For sure. So, you know, Carol is an all colleges are, but Carol especially is an education first school. So how do you help your guys juggle really two full-time jobs with education and um, football? Yeah, you know, back when I played here, I think there was 39 of us on the team. Well, we have 130, 128 of them right now. Um, so, uh, and and the class schedules, we had a block time in the afternoon from three to six o'clock that it was football. But around here, this day and age, it's uh, we would lose too many players. There's not a blocked out time 
to where you have access to all your guys at one time. And like I said, their education, you know, comes first. And so uh, our, we have practice on Tuesday and Wednesday morning at six o'clock to eight. Um, and that gives them an opportunity then to have the rest of the day open uh, to get their classwork done, get, you know, tutors, get, uh, you know, their academic uh, the grind of the academics uh, taken care of. Uh, you know, on, at least on those two days. And then Thursday, we have, a, there's a little bit of block time from 1245 uh, to two, and that's our uh, FTC focused technique and communication. It's kind of a regs practice, kind of walking through what we, the script. Then Friday is a half rack and then 3.30 on, on Friday, they don't have any classes. And so then uh, uh, we have practice at that time. Uh, doing that same script we did on Thursday, and now we're going full speed with it, half rack versus pads. It's crazy this day and age. Uh, you know, we were two-a-days, three-a-days, and we were hitting every practice. You know, once we get into the season, I bet we hit have probably 16 live hits during the week. And that's wow. it. You know, our, our goal is to get them Saturday. Our goal is to keep everybody as healthy as you can. Uh, it's different from different philosophies, especially when – you know, we grew up, like I said, we only had 39 on the team. So you're on kickoff, you're on this, you're on that, you're hitting all the time. And so you get pretty banged up. And so I think that's why we've been pretty successful in the last part of the season, because we're still, that you know, a healthy football team and, and continue. For sure. So one of your kickers is a friend of mine, Spencer Berger. And uh, he made some pretty clutch kicks for you last year. And I think he won special teams player of the week one week. So what is it like to have, you know, a good special teams unit and especially someone like Spencer who just came in and was so productive for you? Yeah, definitely. Uh, you know, uh, Stephen Powell did an exceptional job and he's a great kicker also. Came so far from when I first got here to where he ended up and then uh, he wasn't able to go to the East Morgan trip. And so we put Berger uh, in the game and uh, uh, I didn't think it was going to be quite as tight a game as it was. <laughs> uh, we ended up uh, two, uh, maybe even, you know, two in the, you know, before the last one to win the game, uh, being the national specialty. Huge. Um, and as a true freshman. Um, so uh, pr pretty cool. Uh, so he's been in those situations before. He's been in clutch situations before. But that was the first time on a, you know, uh, first time at Eastern Oregon for him. First time in a college football game. First time. So it showed well. You know, it showed what kind of confidence he had. And, and uh, been, you know, he's got ice in his veins. And, you know, just go kick the ball like he always did. And, and he did that. And, and uh, we find a way to get it, you know, come out with a battle well there. So, yeah, real proud of the kid. And, and uh, it's fun to have him for the next three years. For sure. So, you know, who – if you had to pick out your prototypical Carroll College Saint player, what would you say you look for? Yeah, high character guy. You know what I mean. And you know, it ends up being with a high character. Uh, they have goals and expectations if they're looking at Carroll. Um, a lot of times, our our uh, GPA last year, last grade three two four, uh, and that's pretty good. Uh, yeah, uh, eighty of them over a, a three point. Uh, and then uh, I think on the Dean's list and, you know, so our guys excel around here. Um, so um, high character guy, uh, good football, 
You know, you, you have to be a good football player, you know, or at least have the potential to become grow into a good football player. Uh, some of the guys we take, we don't take, you know, a 330 pound offensive line. Most of the time we take a 6'4", 220-pound offensive lineman and groom him and, and build him into the uh, offensive lineman that we want. Uh, or, you know, 280 coming out of high school, we're not getting them anyway. You know what I mean? So right. uh, that's the, you know, basic, uh, you know, with the offensive line anyway, uh, getting athletic guys that can run um, and build them and make them better. Um, so, yes, I don't know, you know, coin flip on – you know, it's high character, probably neck and neck is high character and the ability to play the game and, uh, you know, help this program, you know, in time, right away or in time. For sure. Well, I um, I want to thank you so much for coming on and talking about Carol and all the success you've had and hope you guys have a great season. Yeah, no, it's uh, I'm excited. We were uh, we're missing a few guys on offense, you know, kind of some names that come to mind, or you know, Tony Collins at tight end, and Matt Burgess a running back. Andrew Carter ended up getting the portal and going over to Weber. We wish him the best over there. We didn't want to see him leave, but uh, you know, he ended up leaving there. Uh, Garrett Kocab on the defensive side, uh, Mike Mafu, Rex Irvy, Zach Spiroff, uh, Colin Sassano. Uh, those are, you know, some some key guys that, uh, you know, we lost on the defensive side. But uh, real encouraged. We had, you know, 65 kids here this morning getting a workout in. Um, so just exciting times. And and they're biting at the bit to get after it again. And and uh, and the coaching staff is all ready to go. So we're just kind of, you know, hurry up and wait situation right now. And then, you know, the grind will get rolling here on Saturday. So uh, it'll be good. Appreciate your time. Appreciate you, you know, getting the, you know, continuing the, get that Carol name out there. And uh, you know, so, yeah, so it's uh, again, very fortunate uh, to be a part of this program. And, and again, thank you for, for uh, giving us an opportunity to talk about Carol. Of course. Thank you so much for your time. Have a great rest of your day. You too, man. Thanks, Mitch. Hey guys, Mitch here with Wide Left Sports, and do I have a company I would love to highlight for you. It's called Big Sky Customs. They make lifelike figurines of your playing days, which I think is awesome because every single person, once they're done with their playing days, they miss it. And um, how cool would it be to have a lifelike figurine to commemorate that? And I mean, Rob goes down to the very minute details about it. It's awesome. And the best part is it's out of Montana. Um, so, yeah, if you want to get one ordered, just go to his Facebook page, Big Sky Customs, and start a conversation with him about it. And hopefully you enjoy your lifelike figurine from Big Sky Customs.